This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the This Week in Rays Baseball podcast. Here's your host, Neil Solons. Thanks very much for joining us. This on the 21st, the day after, teams had to set their 40-man rosters and protect guys for the Rule 5. And uh, we're going to hear from one of the guys who's been added to the roster a little bit later on in Brent Honeywell. But joining me now, Senior Vice President Hyam Bloom. Hyam, thanks very much for joining us. Give us an indication how difficult this year was, maybe compared to years past. Well, as we were looking at it this year and looking at all our choices for the roster, uh, it really stuck out to us. We've tried over the last few years to increase the depth in our minor league system, and that really showed on a day like yesterday where you're trying to make some tough decisions and you really, up and down the system, you have an array of, in our minds, very good prospects, and it it made yesterday tough. Let's start with the guys you did protect. Some of them would appear to be no-brainers like Jake Bowers and Brent Honeywell and probably some others too. Were, Were those the easy decisions and then you were just, you know, waiting just to tell them? Well, with some guys, uh, and last time we spoke, you know, you alluded to this. There's some guys that, you know, you you pretty much know that you're going to add. But I think really the whole group, uh, it's a group we're really proud of. I mean, you look at the arms that we added and uh, with the importance of keeping that pitching pipeline going, uh, those arms are, are critical to us. And then a couple of position players that we think really highly of. Uh, it, was, it was a good day for us. It was a really exciting crop to add to the roster. Let's look closely at the pitching because I think the thing that stands out to me in a day and age where we hear about teams using their bullpens more, and certainly the numbers show that, not only for the Rays, but around baseball, you added four guys who pitched between 150 and 180 innings last year. Uh, for the most part at the AAA level, Jose Mujica at the AA level, and Diego Castillo, who was a very durable reliever and for a reliever in the minors, threw a fair amount of innings. How important is it to have you know that many innings available, in essence, when you may be using a lot of guys at the big league level? It's critical for us, and you see it almost feels more and more every year. You see the toll that the uh, the 162-game season takes on a pitching staff and how aggressively teams are now using their pitching staffs for good reason, Uh, and it makes that depth more important. And to have a lot of different guys who have some, uh, some workload under them, have been through the fire, have been able to post, you know, day in, day out, that's really important to us. How different is the group? You know, you take, you've got five guys how different are each of those pitchers and what they bring to the table? And give me kind of a little scouting report on each. Yeah, I mean, uh, you mentioned four of them have been in starting roles and uh, have racked up a pretty good workload as starters. Um, you know, start with Honeywell. Uh, this guy, I think, is is one of the elite pitching prospects in the game and uh, has, a, has a great ceiling and a, a personality and a disposition to match. Uh, he has multiple plus pitches, a lot of different ways to get good hitters out. Um, he is a bulldog on the mound, zero fear. Um, you know, a guy, he has, all, he has all the ingredients of an elite major league player. And, you know, saying that on him, that's not to, uh, to denigrate any of the others. And you look at two guys, uh, the other two guys that were in AAA, and, and I think you could argue had uh, as good or better of a year as, as Brent did. 
uh, in Chirinos and Yarbrough, both these guys, uh, Chirinos through our system and Yarbrough, you know, first with Seattle and then with us that have kind of worked their way up the system and basically just at every level they go, uh, they've gotten outs. And I think the thing that really jumps out with both of those guys is the development of their secondary stuff over the course of their careers. And you see Chirinos go from a guy who at the lower levels was durable and was a strike thrower but didn't really have much of a breaking ball. And then as he moved up the ladder, he started throwing harder, uh, developed a really good slider, became one of the better and more dependable pitchers in AAA. And then Yarbrough, just really the development of the whole arsenal, especially over the past year after we got him. And that was on the heels of being uh, AA, uh, you know, Southern League Pitcher of the Year. That was really impressive. And, and not to be overlooked is Mujica, who, you know, you look at a guy who started last year 20 years old, pitching in the Southern League and was one of the most successful pitchers in the Southern League. And, uh, you know, now we'll be in a position to be at, you know, the, the highest level of the minor leagues at a really young age. And this is a guy whose velocity is ticking up, who has pitchability and poise beyond his years. And there's a lot of, lot of good potential futures for a guy like that. And I would think that kind of outweighs the fact that he's not a huge strikeout pitcher now. How does he compare to Yanni Chirinos, who you didn't protect last year and maybe were a little fortunate because of the year that he had that, he wasn't protected, but nobody claimed him in the Rule 5. There are some similarities. And, you know, you look at Yanni and talking about how he's developed and how he kind of over, uh, you know, basically outkicked out what a lot of us thought that he would do early in his career. And, uh, you know, the patience uh, paid off. And you get, you got to tip your cap to Ronnie Blanco and uh, some of our guys, especially who have been scouting for us in Venezuela for a long time, Marlon Roche, Juan Francisco Castillo. These guys uh, have turned up uh, a slew of talented pitchers, some of whom are have gone on to great success uh, in other organizations as well and that we've been able to use in trades. Um, and uh, it, it's a great pipeline to keep going, and we're hoping these two manage to, uh, to follow in the footsteps of the guys that came before them. Let's touch on the two position players you elected to protect. I think everyone expected Jake Bowers, and give us your feel as to how he can contribute in 2018, and then your thoughts on Justin Williams and the decision to add him to the roster. Well, we got to see Jake uh, in a big way last spring training. Uh, and he wasn't there to make the club. He hadn't yet played in AAA, but he certainly acted as if he was there to make the club, and he had a phenomenal spring training. And it wasn't just the performance. It was also just how he carried himself, and he was very comfortable. He has uh, easy actions, just a good clock, good sense for, for hitting, um, and uh, is also very young and just seems to get more comfortable and better and better as he learns to deal with the ups and downs of the game. Um, you know, We're really excited about his future. And then Justin, uh, another kid who made tremendous progress, especially over the second half of the year, came to us in the Jeremy Hellickson deal and came to us with a good deal of raw ability. He was a young high school sign, uh, and we've just been able to see him grow and mature and really you know, come into, uh, come into a lot of his ability. He's always had strength, he's always had power, and now the rest of his game is starting to round out. You know, we've touched on all seven guys that have now been added, and all of them would appear to start the 2018 season in AAA. Um, if not on the big league roster. How important is that in today's day and age because of the fact that you guys have to shuttle guys through and you have to have, have such a versatile group? Well, roster flexibility, I think, for every team and certainly for us is really important. And you see it's not just about uh, November 20th or even about the off season. It's about getting into next season and knowing that there will be uh, moves we have to make. There will be times when we need to call up reinforcements. There will be times when somebody in Durham is knocking the door down and we need to clear a spot for them. And having 
Uh, so many guys on the 40-man roster who you can look at as potential contributors uh, is really critical because there are going to be opportunities, we think, and you know, usually every offseason and every season brings them to add useful depth to your 40-man. And the more uh, you are able to reserve those spots uh, because you have the contributors you need already on the roster, uh, the better it's going to be for you as, you as you go through the season. More often than not, I hear from fans who ask about the guys you didn't protect versus the guys who did. To me, it would have been more of a, no, a story if, let's say, Honeywell or Bowers or someone like that were left exposed. Um, but you elected to keep one spot open on the roster. Explain why that's important at this point of, of the offseason. Yeah, as a, you know, as I mentioned, uh, our goal is not necessarily to fill up the forty-man roster on November twentieth. And you know, because of the way the rules work, the guys that we added yesterday, they have to stay on the roster uh, all winter. Uh, and then, ideally, you, because you, you you see good things in their futures, you want to keep them on into next year. You don't want to have to remove one of these guys or remove anybody that you add, uh, and then allow them to be lost on waivers to another club. So you have to look at the long term when you're setting your roster, and you have to look at uh, what players do we anticipate needing to add to round out our major league club, knowing that we lost some free agents this winter? Uh, and what potential opportunities might there be via trade or uh, you know, free agency waiver claims to, to add further depth to our organization? And we just want to make sure we have enough flexibility uh, to be able to do that. Is the Yanni Chirinos example, does that apply, let's say, to guys you didn't protect, like Nick Schifo or... Uh, let's say, I don't know, Travis Otter, whoever it may be, Birch Smith, uh, as compared to, um, hey, it doesn't mean we don't like you, but we kind of feel that we need that either flexibility right now or that you may not be as ready to contribute. Yeah, it certainly does. Uh, you know, and I know I, I, I can only imagine what goes through the minds of each of these guys uh, yesterday as they're waiting for the phone call. And some, some guys will get that phone call and some guys won't. Uh, if they don't get the phone call, it doesn't mean that we don't think that they're going to play in the major leagues. In some cases, uh, you know, and again, the deeper you are, the more, more tough decisions you have. That's a good problem for us to have. But in some cases, uh, we want to maintain that flexibility. We don't want uh, having overloaded the 40-man roster to cost us a player down the road. And, uh, you know, in some cases, you are taking a calculated risk that while you like these players and you think they may have the ability to help you in the future, that you're going to gamble that uh, that you're not going to lose them permanently. Bert Smith is probably different than, I guess, some of the other prospects because they're younger. Maybe they haven't achieved. He's been to the big leagues, albeit very briefly. How much does his, did his overall health, even though he came back well and pitched in the fall league, factor into all this? Well, I don't want to take anything away from what Birch did in the fall league because uh, he really had, you know, he really did well out there, and he really showed us and and showed the industry something. Um, you know, it, it was a long road back from injury for Birch, uh, much more arduous than the typical Tommy John rehab. Uh, he basically missed two years, and you got to give him a lot of credit for getting back. Uh, but at the same time, he hasn't carried a huge workload, and uh, given our other pitching depth, uh, you know, again. It, you wish you had a bigger roster than 40, but we don't. And so some of these decisions are, are tough and, and factors like that are going to play in. And, and certainly, I guess the hope is, is that you're fortunate all the way through at least mid-December. And if not, then if someone is taken in the Rule 5, they can be returned to you sometime in March or even during the season. Yeah, and certainly we hope that we uh, get through the Rule 5 unscathed and that we're able to retain all these players and not even have to worry about whether they will come back to us uh, after having been selected. Some years that's been the case. Some years it hasn't. Uh, I think the important thing, you know, we hope that we made the right decision with the guys that we chose to put on, and we feel really strongly about that group. 
And, uh, you know, if that group does what we expect them to do, then I don't think we're – then, you know, we have to be okay with how the rest of it falls. Fans also ask me, okay, you, could you have cleared additional spots on the 40-minute? Could you have moved certain players? Did anything come close to fruition because you have made trades on that November 20th or whatever that date is for the deadline from year to year? The Peralta trade comes to mind for me. Yeah, we did have a lot of good conversation leading up to yesterday and especially yesterday. Uh, obviously, nothing got to the finish line, but I think some of it, uh, some of the things that we discussed with other clubs could still resurface later in the winter. I think, you know, as we move through the offseason, uh, generally throughout the industry, trade talks heat up. Uh, so a date like yesterday kind of spurs some of those talks along. Um, they're, you know, they're obviously, uh, this is just kind of a, a way station in the off season. There's obviously more things that, that can and, and will happen. Um, and just cause they didn't happen yesterday doesn't mean that there, there couldn't be something happening, you know, as we go forward. And because of all the manager and coaching changes throughout the game, is it slower now? I mean, like normally would you have, there are a lot of years where you already had come to deals. Uh, the Brad Miller deal comes to mind as something that came real early. I do think that. Things were at a little bit of a slower pace throughout the industry because of, in part, because so many teams had upheaval on their field staffs. Uh, obviously, we were one of them. We, we made some changes. Uh, and you look around the industry, and there were a lot of teams like that. So I think uh, clubs as a whole, uh, you know, as a group, were uh, probably not fully shifting into player mode, so to speak, until they really got to the GM meetings. And then we saw you know, teams kind of start to pivot and a lot of groundwork being laid. So would expect that now as we go forward and, you know, especially as we get past Thanksgiving, that things will start to pick up. Hi, enjoy your Thanksgiving. Hopefully the phone doesn't ring too much and uh, we'll speak with you soon after. Or Eric, I'm sure about the winter meetings, which are coming up very soon. Sounds great. Happy Thanksgiving and happy Thanksgiving to uh, all our listeners. Well, we certainly appreciate the time of Hyam Bloom, and he certainly had great things to say about the seven additions to the race 40-man roster, including a guy who many believe is the top prospect they added, and that is right-handed pitcher Brent Honeywell. Brent, thanks very much for a few minutes. Congratulations on getting added to the 40-man. I appreciate it, Neil. Thanks for having me on. Tell me, um, you know, I know you probably expected this, but what did it mean to you? Uh, I mean, it, it's just a kind of another stepping stone. You know, it's something that was in the way of this year of getting to the big leagues, I think, in my opinion. Uh, but now, I mean, it's, it's, time, it's time to go. Get down there to spring training and try and make the team. Who called you? Was it Mitch or was it Haim? Who gave you the call and, and what did it mean to get that call? Uh, it was Jeff McLaren. Okay. Uh, and, you know, he, he called and said, they, you know, they got some good news and, um, you know, it, we're going to put you on the 40-man and you'll be under a major league contract uh, and have all the benefits and all, all of what goes as part of being on the 40-man roster at, at 8 o'clock tonight. So, um, you know, it was, it, was, it was a good feeling. Tell me how you grew this year, Brent. Um, you know, obviously you got your first crack at AAA, um, and I'm sure there were things you learned along the way. Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing is, you know, the, the adjustments that you have to make from level to level and, you know, going to the big league level are, are, are so small and so minuscule to almost being that you got to – you don't have to search for what, you're, what you need to correct. It's, it's right there in front of you. So, uh, you know, don't, don't look too, too far into it because – 
what you're doing has gotten you to where you are today. So don't look too far into it. Just make make this make a tiny adjustment if you have to. That's that's gonna you know a small adjustment will skyrocket what you're doing in that in that moment. Are there little things though you think you're much better at now than let's say you were the year before? Uh, I mean honestly, Neil, I think I think I'm just I think I'm one year older. Uh, and I think the the way that I think about the game is is breaking it down into being so simple. You know, don't have any. You know, the, the biggest thing, the biggest thing that I worry about in pitching is getting the guy out that's in front of me. That's that's your thing. Doesn't matter who it is. Um, I mean, and, and sometimes you know, the mindset is to embarrass the guy. I mean, the thing is, I, I want to get you out as quick as possible, and if it calls for a strikeout, I'm gonna I'm gonna punch you out. Now. This has been a, div- a busy season already in the offseason for the Rays. Uh, your pitching coach in Durham, Kyle Snyder, became the major league pitching coach. Since you worked with him for the better part of a year, what can you tell me about Kyle and how excited were you for him? Uh, I was actually really excited for Kyle. Um, I know I, I know from, from the first time I met the guy in Princeton, West Virginia, that he was a major league pitching coach. I mean, it's it's something that you can tell the kind of how much pride he takes into what he does for other people and what he does for guys and to get the best out of guys. And I think the biggest thing that I took away from him this year is that he he's going to let you. He's not he's not going to stand over your shoulder. He's not going to hold your hand. He's not going to do that. If he's got something he wants to share with you, he'll share it, and then he'll let you. Do with it as you please. Um, but, man, let me tell you something. That guy right there, I know pitching. <laughs> I know pitching, and that man right there, he knows pitching. Um, I mean, it, to me, I was I was extremely excited for, for him and Ozzy. I really, I really were. Um, you know, it was – I'm happy to see him get that job. I know, I know he was um, happy for his family. Uh, but Kyle, Kyle is not just – He's not just a great pitching coach, man. He's he's a good person. He's he's actually helped me out a lot. That's good to hear. And I know probably having the competition you did in Durham helped too. And several of those guys have been added to the forty men. You want to touch on the three pitchers that you played with the better part of the year: Yanni Chirinos, Ryan Yarbrough, uh, Diego Castillo. And tell me what makes each of them special. I mean, you can't really say you can't you can't say enough about those guys, man. That's the thing. The thing, the thing is, is that every one of us are different, and every one of us bring a completely different arsenal, a completely different sequencing of pitching and how you pitch it. It's, it's almost they got to a point where Yanni Torinos was going out every day and throwing eight innings. <laughs> that dude was eating up innings like a vacuum, man. It was, it, it was, it was real. It was real impressive, and honestly, that. that he went from bullpen to starter, from bullpen to starter, and finally it's like, you know, we can't, we can't, we're not going to have a guy on the bullpen that throws eight innings every time he goes out. Um, he limits the pitch count. He's a, he's a, I mean, he, he's impressive, but I, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this much, man. Diego Castillo is going to be the real deal. <laughs> he is going to be the real deal, and you can take that to the bank. Um, he, he's a, he's a, he's a major league closer, man. 
He's a major league closer. He's fun to watch. Uh, and towards it, he got so much better towards the back end of the year. It wasn't even funny. That dude can strike his slider like no problem. I mean, that's that's one thing that a lot of guys don't have the ability to do, and, and especially because I mean he's. I mean, I don't know, man. He's he's fun to watch. It is really fun to watch. I mean, Yarbs, Yarbs is, Yarbs is also fun to watch, man. I mean, all, all of us, we all bring, we bring, we bring different, we bring different things to the table. I mean, you're not going to see the same thing over and over and over again. And Justin Williams and, and uh, Jose Mujica didn't spend a lot of time with you, but I was curious about the one position player you spent the whole year with, and that was Jake Bowers who got added. Uh, I mean, I, I everybody know everybody knows Bowers. Uh, I don't, I can't say enough about him either. Man, you know, he's a great teammate. All these guys that got put on here, great teammates. Uh, and I mean, every time you look, every time I notice it. And every time I face him in spring training, I just hope I don't have to face the guy in spring training. That's the only thing because he eats me up. He eats me up every year during spring training. Ever since he's been with us, he has eaten me up. And, uh, but no, I mean I, I kept up. I, I try and keep up with pitchers, man, throughout our whole organization. And Mojica, Mojica's impressive, man. He's got some good stuff. He's a he's a he's a pitcher. Um, J Dub is J Dub's another guy. I mean J Dub. He can swing the stick, I and mean, there's not, there's nothing really. That's, I mean, I don't know. I mean, this, this is a good squad, man. These, these seven guys that I put on here, it's, 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 it's incredible. I mean, it really is. I mean, playing, playing with all of them. Johnny Torino's was my teammate from Princeton all the way up, and you know that means, it means a lot to see a guy that, you know that came from Latin America and that has trained the way he's trained and it mean it means a lot to me and kick and pitch. Flat out. Well we're excited for all seven of you and I appreciate some time. I hope you have a very happy Thanksgiving and before you know it we're gonna see you down in, in Port Charlotte. So good luck getting ready for uh, twenty eighteen, my friend. All right, Neil, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Well, we certainly appreciate the time of one Brent Honeywell on our latest This Week in Race Baseball podcast and also Hein Bloom too. We are Excited for all seven players who were added to the 40-man, and I'm sure we'll be speaking with each of them as we move closer to the start of the 2018 schedule. In the meantime, I hope you have a very happy Thanksgiving. Our next podcast probably will come around the tender deadline, which is uh, that first week of December, uh, unless uh, the Rays make any moves uh, that are of substance between now and then. Again, in the meantime, enjoy your Thanksgiving, and uh, we'll talk to you soon.